We're stepping into Wayne's world and it's an exciting place to be. This leader of a team of five Ray White officers across Auckland is someone who always works harder, always puts in extra effort and can see a direct line to reward. Something Mr Maguire said wasn't present in his past life in the army. Wayne Maguire's non-negotiable one that doesn't involve real estate, is ticked off every single morning by 8am as part of his plan to live to 110. Welcome to The Great. We all share a common bond, being part of something that started over 116 years ago in the humblest of beginnings. United by a set of family values that have been unchanged since 1902 that separates us from everybody else. Ray would be proud of what we've done. We've become a big company. Best advantage in being big is that we have the capacity to bring so much more back to you. Wayne, thank you for joining the great podcast. Uh, We're chatting to you across a ditch in Auckland, uh, where you've quickly cemented yourself as a king of the Eastern Bays, I coined that term, but uh, an emphasis on quickly as well. Um, What, doubling the number of Ray White offices you own and operate in the space of 18 months? Yeah, yeah. The last last 12 months, in fact, has been um, phenomenal. We've gone from a, uh, a single franchise area, we had two offices there, and we've been lucky enough to uh, pick up the next two offices. So that's Coe and St. Helias. The business owner there had been uh, more than 25 years with Ray White. So just good timing. And uh, put those teams together. They're a great team now. And then recently, in the last couple of months, we've also added uh, Stonefields. So we now have Mission Bay, Eastridge, Coe. St. Hallier's and Stonefields and all operating as one team. How do you do it? You're one man, the boss of them all. Um, how, do you, uh, how do you get to all five and, and, and manage to keep breathing? Uh, I, I live out of my car. I live with a satchel. Uh, but I think the most important uh, part of it is I'm not the boss. So I've only got one responsibility within the business. I'm the CEO. Uh, we have a CFO looking after the financials. We have performance coaches uh, and we have other leaders in the business. So I think in the past, uh, maybe I was the boss and I think that was more a bottleneck than anything. Uh, and now we're looking at a, a stronger and a wider leadership team. So I know I've got my obligation to the team and I certainly deliver on that. And I know other people have, uh, are direct with the team and, and nothing has to just sort of stop at me or come through me. Was it hard to kind of remove uh, yourself somewhat and place trust in others to do their roles? Yeah, absolutely. My One of my greatest disadvantages is I'm ex-army. So uh, very determined, very disciplined. That's a great thing. Uh, but also if I had an idea, uh, I would make it work and would forge through. So I thought I had all the good ideas and that held us back a lot. Uh, and once I could share more, uh, and trust my guys. Uh, I worked out that the other guys had better ideas than me. And uh, then it, it also meant I had to take my pride away and actually learn to enjoy other people coming up with the great ideas and other people uh, being recognized for their contribution. Well, that's a sign of great leadership, isn't it? To actually um, let others shine and realize that what their strengths may be your weaknesses and, and, to, and that you work better yeah. as a team. 
Yeah, 100%. The, the growth in our business has been a reflection of my growth as a leader. Uh, moving away from being maybe the boss and being the guy that thinks he's running the show to being part of that leadership team, and which is a support team to the salespeople. Uh, let's, let's take it back a bit. You mentioned the military. Uh, so where did, yep. where did it all start for you? Um, all my life, I wanted to be a soldier, uh, and I fulfilled on that. I spent 10 years in the New Zealand Army, uh, went all around the world, uh, got into an airborne unit, jumping out of planes, absolutely loved it. Uh, the only downside was the money. And uh, I, I sort of struggled with that after 10 years and decided I would try being a civvy, see what civilian street and the rest of the world looked like. So uh, that, that was the change. Some days, to be 100% honest, I, I miss it so much. I wish I was back then. Uh, but I, I do enjoy the money. And I certainly enjoy being home with my family each evening. So there's, uh, there's a real benefit in that. What do you miss about military life? Oh, everything. <laughs> just, every, just everything. Uh, you, you, you work with the best people. Um, everybody's uh, operates at in our, in our unit operates at the same level. Everything is high performance. Uh, your demands and your expectations on each other are, um, are, are big, and everybody delivers. Um, and when you're away, you typically uh, you tend to have to fulfil a mission or do a, a a pretty good job wherever you are in the world and uh, it's all done quietly nobody you know you're not on TV and you don't come home uh, with talking about it you just it's something private to you and the, the guys you work with. Did you find that uh, that transition hard from military life to being a civilian and then my second part of that question is why real estate? <laughs> uh, yes it is hard um, a lot of guys struggle with it um, and, that, and that's not nice to see so, and, and I think coming to grips with it, uh, coming out of camouflage gear and boots into a suit uh, is quite different. Uh, why real estate? I, uh, because the same traits were there, I'm always going to work harder than anybody else. I'm always going to put in the extra effort. And with real estate, you can see a direct line from that to getting rewarded. And that's, that was my missing link in the army, the reward coming through. So, or the financial reward, I guess. So now I know with all that extra effort, it's, it's as a salesperson, you immediately see the reward coming through. It worked well for me. Do you remember your first day on the job? I remember my first sale. I, yes, I do remember my first day on the job. We, uh, I sent up to my desk upstairs uh, in a very good company, actually. And uh, the guy in reception told me, phone from your desk and I'll tell you what your extension number is. And uh, the phone had no dial tone. I thought, oh, it's a very phone, funny system, but maybe this is what it's like out here. <laughs> and uh, I went down. I said, mate, I can't make it work. And he thought I was an idiot. So we went back up and there was no lead to the phone, to the wall, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought the company would have provided, but apparently not. <laughs> he told me to jump in the car and go to the shop and buy one. So I jumped in the car and I was driving and I thought, well, should I just keep driving? Why don't I go back? <laughs> so I went back and I had a great time. I was, uh, it was a great company and it was a pretty tough uh, introduction, but I, uh, I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> well, lucky you did, uh, did return because, uh, you know, so many X amount of years on and you're, you're looking after the five officers. You, you call on average, let's move on to auctions, 500 or so a year and, uh, and what, more than $20 million in sales each week closing? Is, is that correct? 
Yeah, we've, we've just come out of an auction now. Uh, race from there to here and uh, two bidders on it. Uh, expectation somewhere around three, three and a half million and sold that under the hammer for four million. Bidding stopped at uh, three, two. So uh, negotiated with the um, highest bidder, 800,000 and pulled that together. So that's, I think for my team, uh, I've got a great value uh, as a negotiator, as an auctioneer. So I love that. I, I like to step in and, and close that deal and negotiate. And then I guess as a leader, my other value is, uh, is supporting them and making sure we've got the best, uh, best for them. Ray White, New Zealand uh, Auctioneer of the Year for X amount of years in the row. In a row, I can't keep count. <laughs> what is it? It's more than three, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm not sure either. I think it was about 2014. And, um, you know, we've stopped even having the contest now. So I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> Maybe I should be like a. <laughs> this will sound stupid. I should be like a heavyweight champion, retire undefeated before I get sort of. Uh, taken off so yeah I might do that I might retire undefeated my my emphasis now is moving away from my identity as an auctioneer and moving more to my identity as a, as a leader so uh, it's probably time I'll scale down the volume of auctions I'm doing so yeah we'll, we'll see a change over the next year or two but I still need to be at the coalface negotiating and uh, rolling up my sleeves every day what do you love about calling an auction I've watched some footage of you when you you work the often in a backyard, you work the backyard, you're moving around, your arms are, yep. arms are going left, right and centre. What do you love about it? Um, I, I think, well, that's a good question. Um, I, I feel or I, I love the fact that we pull a deal together and often we'll be at a point where I think both ends have given up. You know, the vendor might have given up and think we're not going to do it and the buyer gives up, we're not going to make it. Uh, I'll, I'll be the last one to ever give up. And I'll, I'll bring those parties, just keep them moving forward until we get a deal together. So I love the fact that for our vendors, I think we sell our properties over market value. Uh, we get more out of a buyer than if they were with someone else. Um, so I, I think I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. And again, that immediate reward, isn't it, that you didn't get in the military? 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's instant. Yeah. And, and look, there's no... Uh, you know, we charge an auctioneer's fee, but that's not here nor there. It, it's the satisfaction, as with the salesperson, to be honest. It's the satisfaction you did a great job. You, I believe, commit to a number of overseas uh, training sessions each year to Im improve yourself. Is that right? Yes, I do. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's within Ray White. Uh, I think we're blessed with conferences, you know, whether we're up on the Gold Coast or uh, whether it is Macca coming to New Zealand. Uh, we're extremely lucky and, and also, uh, you know, the other parts of Ray White leadership that come and see us. And then also I'll go outside of Ray White. And I think my obligation to the team is to keep checking, uh, what's out there that we should be aware of, what processes are out there, what systems. Uh, so I look at those all the time and I bring them back. And is, is Tony Robbins a part of that? I had a little insider tell me that you're a bit of a fan of Tony. Yeah, I went to him uh, last year. Yeah, last year uh, in Sydney. And uh, I'm not a guy that uh, jumps up and down and dances and does all the clapping, but uh, I sort of found myself dancing up and down and clapping in about <laughs> 10 minutes, five minutes even. And uh, Tony Robbins is, is unbelievable. It, it just connected for me. Um, so now off the back of that and being a guy that was a bit skeptical, I'm like, okay, we'll deliver on this, Tony. I'm not here to buy stuff. I'm here to learn off this one. 
he certainly delivered on the festival. We did a firework walk in Sydney, walked over hot coals, which were very hot coals. Um, and off the back of that, I've also now invested in uh, personal health. We've been to Fiji this year with him, personal wealth, been to Fiji. I'll go up to Vegas this year for uh, for the business side of it. I'll miss out on Cairns this year. I'm just too busy. But now I think the door's been open and I can see a couple of levels up and where I now need to perform. So, And, and I don't think you can go back and say, okay, well, look, I'll ignore that. It, it's, it's a challenge now to really push through on that Tony Robbins stuff. It is, it's, it's first class. Can you directly link the growth of yourself and your career with the personal development training you've invested in? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, hats off to Macca. Uh, we follow what Macca tells us. Uh, and that's the advantage of being ex-army. I don't need to reinvent anything. You know, Macca had an idea, absolutely made sense, and we followed it to a T with discipline. So our sales meetings uh, will have... 57 salespeople in there, we will cover every piece of stock, every vendor price, every market price on it, every bit of marketing. We'll drill down into every buyer and give them a ranking out of 10 and we'll know on every buyer, nine out of 10 buyers, we'll know exactly where they're at price-wise if it's a, an auction and we'll cover that all off in one hour. So, uh, you know, we just follow Macca as it comes through. So on that side, that's been a real comfort for us as a business. We've got that direction. And I also appreciate the other Ray White principles where we have been in, um, allowed to visit them and have a look at, they've just been so open uh, with uh, their systems and that opportunity for us to copy them and to uh, go back into our market and, and to repeat those great ideas. Your wife, Chrissy, must be a saint. You've got how many daughters, Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, she definitely is a saint, poor lady. Um, I've got three daughters and two granddaughters, and um, we've got a pretty big house uh, or pretty busy house. We've also got uh, my mother lives with us, and my stepfather, my dad, he lives with us also. And I like to have all the girls at home uh, at the same time. So there is absolutely no peace and quiet in our house. And Chrissy is also a salesperson, so um, I think she also gets a bit of coaching at home too, which. Uh, I think she survives with a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> How do you ever see them all between, you know, the five offices, the auctions you call? You do a lot of charity work as well. You're off to see Tony yeah. Robbins around the world. <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, I, I tell you now, I, I know no actors, no actresses. I watch no TV. I don't go to movies. I, I, I Sorry, I do go to movies. I went to Dumbo on the weekend uh, with the kids. That was <laughs> two-hour movie, Dumbo. Oh, my God. That's how you see the kids, right? <laughs> you go to That's a kid's movie. That's how you see the kids, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I work on a principle that whatever I'm doing at the time, I'm 100% focused on. So if I'm, on, if I'm at Dumbo with the kids... I'm 100% focused on, you know, Shay sitting on my lap, not getting ice cream all over me and watching Dumbo. I'm not thinking of anything else. Once I've finished that and maybe those guys are having dinner or had dinner, uh, then I will stop focusing on them and I will focus again on work. So, yeah, I don't, I don't cross over, but I move quickly from one activity to another. And in between that, we've got boxing, gym, yoga. We've got all sorts of business. So, yeah, we're pretty busy. What time do you set your alarm of a morning? Uh, um, at the very latest, 5.45. And I know some people out there talk about the 5 a.m. club now. Uh, I think the 5 a.m. club is a nonsense unless you go to bed early. So 
if you're in the 5 a.m. club, go to bed early. Uh, you can't do what we do with uh, little sleep, so you've got to get a lot of sleep. If you do that, yeah, bang out at 5 a.m. Uh, and I do I do the gym every single morning, so six days a week, and then the other morning I'm out on a paddleboard on the water. So every single morning by 8 o'clock, I've, I've nailed a good solid hard hour of uh, trying to stay fit. Yeah. And how much does that change your day, whether you exercise or not? Um, I wouldn't know because I always, <laughs> I, I always do. I just, I just, and I'd never compromise. Um, if, if somebody wants to book something and I had to cancel my fitness, I'd say no. Why would I sacrifice myself for something else? You know, my fitness, I cannot support my people, look after my family, uh, and live to 110, which is my target, if every day I don't uh, do something to contribute to that. So, yeah, so I do it every day. What's your goal, Wayne? To live to 110 and and lead how many Ray White offices? Where are you heading? What do you want? <laughs> uh, it's definitely to live to 110 and to be fighting fit and have a huge family around me um, and to be very healthy and to be doing all the activity I want uh, as I roll through that. Um, as far as the number of Ray White offices, more than we've got now, but that's a secret also. Uh, but we certainly want to grow, and there's some logical places we should grow. And I want to grow the team, but most importantly, the people I have with me, the people I love and, uh, and, and I'm so lucky that they will actually work with me. I want them to be here for the, for the whole future, you know. So I've probably got about 15 years of this gig ahead of me. Um, and I'd, I would be disappointed if somebody thought there was a better place for them to be than with us for the next 15 years. So I've certainly got an obligation to make sure that we, uh, we look after uh, the people who are with us and their families. Yeah, big responsibility. If you could give the 20-year-old Wayne Maguire one piece of advice. Uh, try and act more sensible. Don't be selfish and think long-term. Um, your future will certainly arrive, so just pace yourself and, uh, and I think be kind to people. How can people uh, keep up with what you're doing? How can they uh, get in contact or follow your movements? <laughs> uh, track down my EA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You're busy enough. You don't want anyone, anyone else to you. <laughs> Melanie's fantastic. She's like an air traffic controller, controls my, my calendar, my diary. But no, seriously, if anybody uh, had questions and they emailed me, absolutely more than happy to help. Um, I do not answer all my phone calls. Uh, I do vet them. If a phone number comes up and it hasn't got a name on it, I, I won't pick it up. All my clients have names in there and I'll pick it up for them. Uh, but if somebody wants to get in touch, please email. I'll, I'll be able to help sometime during the day or during the week uh, if I can. Good stuff. Wayne, our time is up. Thank you for joining the Greats Podcast. My pleasure. Great fun. Thanks for having me.